0: Welcome to the Addison Free Will Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Here you can find sermons from our Sunday and Wednesday night services. You can find more information about the ministry of Addison FWB Church on our website, addisonfwbchurch.org. Join us for today's sermon from Jamie Fortner. Today's message is titled, Hold On, It Won't Be Long, from 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 4-9. through I I like that song. Uh, I remember one night in a, a revival service at Puritan. I bet we sung that last verse seven or eight times because of what it says. The soul of man is like a waiting falcon. When it's released, it's destined for the sky. Now, most people that you hear record that song will actually sing the first verse and the second verse and leave that third verse off, and that is part of the third verse. When I recorded it down at Randy Schaefer's studio, I said, Randy, I want to sing the third verse, not the second verse, and I read it to him, and I opened up the scriptures of why I wanted to sing that, and uh, uh, we just had a little bit of church down there in the studio when that happened, so... Uh, I put a Bible marker in here somewhere just to uh, to read to you tonight. Second Thessalonians. I think it goes a little bit long with this song tonight, don't you? Second Thessalonians. I'm sorry, First Thessalonians. I'm, I'm sec, First. I'll get it right after a while. First Thessalonians, chapter five. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I have a lot of favorite scriptures in this book. They're mostly from Genesis to Revelation. This is sure one of the highlights uh, to, to me. Verse 4, but, but ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Let Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken tonight. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, And for a helmet, the hope of salvation, for God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We realize today, God, there's no preaching done, Lord, unless you do it tonight, Lord. But Lord, we're a will vessel, Lord, for just a little while. If you'll help us, Lord, use us for your glory that your people may be encouraged today, Lord, to, to hold on because we know the day is soon approaching. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask all these things, and amen. You may be seated tonight. Paul, as he's, he's speaking here, he begins to, to encourage people, or the church of Thessalonica, I think is the way that word is really pronounced when it comes to the church. This uh, uh, first epistle, there is a second epistle, right? For there to be a first one, there has to be a second one, right? Or the second one, there got to be a first one. But anyhow, here we're looking this. Paul, as he's writing here, this is a church that Paul has helped establish on one of his missionary journeys. And as he's writing this to encourage them to be faithful to the end, And if I could preach on a thought for just a little while tonight, I want to preach on hold on, it won't be long. Hold on, it won't be long. Now, I I, I grew up, you heard me tell my testimony before, I grew up in church. I've been a Christian since I was 10 years old. I uh, I, can, I I wish I could say that I've always been and done exactly what everything God wanted me to do but, or be tonight, but I can't say that. But I can tell you this, he's been more than what I've ever desired. But as Paul, as he's writing here today, he's encouraging these people to be watchful, That word sober there, when he says to watch, and that word sober there means to be alert. It doesn't mean not to be drunken. It means to be alert of what's going on around us. I think the greatest tool that the devil has today is that life, and I'm sure most of you will testify to this, our lives are so busy our, our, the, the time, the clock, uh, it seems like that we really need at least a 40 hour day to get 24 hours in anymore, right? the time we need rest and all this, and, and, and it's, it's very easy to get caught up in all the hustle and bustle of life that we uh, begin to uh, uh, maybe slack off on our prayer life or slack off on the Word of God or, or slack off on witnessing because our minds are so busy, they're so occupied with the things going on around us in the world today that sometimes we lose sight of the fact that there's a world out there that that's dying and going to hell. If there's ever a day or an hour that we need to be sober and to watch and to be ready. Scripture said in an hour that we think not. I think it's not just talking about Christians here. I think it's the world in whole as a general. And I know and you know if there's ever been a time that the world is not looking for the return of Jesus Christ. Brother, it's today. Now, I know that you and I, the fundamental Christians today that that love the Lord, amen, we see all the things going on today. We we, we see all the wickedness. We see the the lukewarmness of the church. We we see the love of many that's wax cold. We see all the things that he said would take place before he come to get his church. And we are watching because we know. And there's an old song I love to sing. says, Just any day now, our Lord is coming. How many believe that? I believe it could happen tonight. I've been saying that for about 40 years now. I believe he may come tonight. You know what? I don't, I am not surprised when he doesn't come the next day. Amen. Why why is that, preacher? Because I know that God is gracious. I know that God is not willing. The Bible actually uses the word long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So so therefore, as we look again at this passage of Scripture, it's an encouragement to us Hey Amen. The, uh, the, the theme the uh, their Bible study uh, uh, out here on the hallway for the uh, internet is battle ready. I believe we need to be rapture ready as well. I know Paul said here to put on the helmet of uh, uh, the breastplate of salvation and love, or, or uh, uh, and the helmet of, of salvation and breastplate of righteousness, or whichever it was he said there. I could go back and read it to you again there. Uh, a breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. I understand all that. He, we we ought to be ready. We ought that that means to have the mindset of Christ. Amen. Listen to know. Listen to, that that our time is about done. Jesus knew every step that he took was a step closer to the cross. Do you know every day or every step that we take? is a step toward eternity for you and I. Not whether it be through the rapture, whether it be through the grave. Some of us, listen, uh, some of us may go by way of the earth, as Scripture says, uh, is what actually the way it uses that. Some of us may sleep in the dust and hear hear His voice and come forth. Amen. We all would rather be standing, right? (laughs) I mean, that dying stuff hurts, don't it? (laughs) What I do know is, is that With all that I see, with all that I am, I look toward heaven every day the more. Sometimes I just look up and I'll see a little cloud passing by, especially, you know, where we've been working on the roof this week and me and Caleb both are dragging, right, Caleb? I mean, it's hot, it's hard work. Amen, but sometimes I just look up and I'll see a little cloud passing by and I'll say, is that the one? Sometimes at night when the moon is shining bright, you'll see a little cloud passing by. Is that the one? You see, we don't know whether it's going to be in the daytime. We don't know if it's going to be at night. I I realize that that a lot of the, the, the references was at midnight, but you know what? When it's midnight in Jerusalem, it's daytime here. We don't know. We don't know what clock he's operating on. If it was up to me, he'd have done come, all right? He'd have done come. And I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't have got to enjoy that little granddaughter I've been enjoying for almost two years now if it was up to me. But it's not. Why hasn't he come? I mean, I, I, I honestly, when I come, got out of high school and, and uh, all the preachers were preaching, the Lord's coming, the Lord's coming, the Lord's coming. Back in 1984, I told him, I'm coming up on 40 years uh, out of school. I, uh, I thought, man, we will never see 1990. Here come 1990. We will never see 2000. You know, a Y2K, here it come. Oh, uh, the world's gonna end. The clock, The clock don't know how to turn over. I guess the clock was smarter than they thought it was. Here we are in 2023, which is almost gone. In case you ain't looked, I mean, August just came in, and it goes out tomorrow, which means there's only, it's two-thirds gone. And it uh, 2023 just come in. Not only is our life a vapor, but it seemed like that the sands, you know, have you ever watched and actually washed an hourglass? It seems like that sand is barely moving when it's real heavy on top. Oh, but once that thing gets halfway, it seems like it just picks up speed and heads toward the end. I feel like that's where we're at. I feel like we're moving very close to the end of the hour, the end of the age, the end of the time when Jesus is going to, amen, descend from heaven with the shout, the voice of the archangel, uh, the trump of God. That in Christ will rise first. We which are alive and remain shall be changed in a moment in a twinkling of eye, and be called up together. Caught. I used, to, I used to say called up. You know what I got to read in the Bible? It doesn't say called. Caught. Now, uh, I've been made fun of for this, but when I was a boy growing up, I, I, I used to like to play jacks. Right? You'd bounce that ball and you'd swipe... Just like that, swoop. Right? You did your ones and your twos and then you got to where you just swiped them all. That's exactly what Jesus is going to do for me and you. Be not weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Sometimes living a Christian life is hard in this world. It's not, it's not the fact that Christ is hard. It's not the fact that the law of God is hard. It's the fact that men's hearts, hearts have become so hardened to sin that sin that used to be called sin now is bragged about everywhere you turn. That's what makes it hard on you and I. If I looked at me, and I think I might have said this last week. Felt looked at me not long ago and he said, Hey, man, he said, we need to work about getting people people to Jesus. We've got to get them saved. Our time's about up. I said, First thing we've got to work on is getting them lost. Nobody's lost in today's society. Everybody dies and gets their wings and flies off to heaven, according to uh, 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 just about everybody nowadays. But be of good courage. I've read the back of this book. And we win. Sometimes it don't look like we're winning, they'll be. Sometimes it looks like we're on. And the world would have you and I to believe we're missing out. Oh, but then we get to come in here and fellowship together. To study the word of God together. To hear the testimonies. how God has helped somebody overcome down through the last several days. Don't be, that's, that's why we need the church because if we're all shut up by ourselves, we've got no one to encourage us. We've got no one to increase our faith. When people tell me, oh, I, I just don't think you need to go to church all the time. Brother, I do. I don't know about you, but I do. It's not just that I need the church. The church needs me. It needs it, the church needs you. It's not that I'm important. We need one another. The Bible said that for us to build up to ourselves in the most holy faith, how do we do that? By coming together and encouraging one another to stand, having done all to stand. Just stand. I've been, again, I, I've been a Christian since I was 10 you know what, the devil still comes at me and says, won't you just quit? Sure he does. And if he don't tell you that, you might be in trouble. But sometimes he says, what's the use? Sometimes you feel like you're beating your head against the wall. Here's one thing that I learned and it took me a while to learn it. As a pastor, as a preacher, I ain't in charge of results. <laughs> That's God's job. One man sows, one man waters, but God gives the increase. Therefore, God gets the glory. Not Jamie Fortner, not Matt Smith, not any other preacher, not Corey, not Wayne, not any of them, brother. It's God that gets the glory because only God can give the increase in my life and your life. the worst thing in this church, please don't get mad at me, is that board right there. We look too much at that board. We worry too much about, well, you know, our our tenants went down last week. What can we do about getting it? You know, what we need to worry about is is there's no tears across this board right here. This is the board in this church that matters. This altar. When Zion, when the children of God get back to where they're leaving tear puddles on here, we'll see a difference out there. Right? When we have a burden and a vision, you see, preacher, you're doing good. (laughs) It's still good. It's still the truth. We have to have that burden, that vision for them. That they can't. You see, Paul said it there, we are not in the darkness. We are the children of the night. Them that are be- drunk, they're going to be drunken in the night. We can't change them. We can't open their eyes. But we can pray that light will, and let our light shine on them. They'll never come out of darkness until they see something different. Lift your head. Your, your battle's about over. There's an old song that says, The battle is his, the victory is mine. And victory, you knew cities sang that, right? <laughs> yes, they did. The battle is his, it's not mine to fight. We fight battles that are not ours. We are called to stand the only sword that we are to carry is that. That's not to kill people with. That's to give people life. Isn't that amazing? A sword that gives life and brings life instead of death to all that will receive it. When that sword goes to bringing death, you know who's going to be swinging it? It sure ain't me and you. I know... I know the power of life and death is in the tongue and I laugh at some people. Well you shouldn't be speaking that. <laughs> yeah, you, you just scratch your head at some people, don't you do? <laughs> Bless their heart. I'm not gonna spy <laughs> setting her. <coughs> I'm not going to speak that I have a cold or a cough. (coughs) Really? You got a cold and a cough there. (laughs) I wish I could tell you the day and the hour that you and I would know exactly how much time we have left. I can tell you this. It's not enough. We don't have enough time. But what time we do have, let's watch. Let's wait. Let's lift our head. Let's be light. Let's be salt. Right? You Remember those saying, well, they ain't worth the salt that goes in our bread. Let's be worth our salt. Why is that? Because Christ has made us salt and light to this world. You make someone eat enough salt, they'll get thirsty. The more salt they eat, the more water they'll want. And the water don't come from me. We know where the water source is, right? But it doesn't come from you and I. There is a spring up on dwells on, uh, uh, wells up on the inside of me, but it only feeds me. Isn't that amazing? You have to have your own well. You have to have your own spring. You've been listening to the Addison Free Will Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. You can find more information and explore our outreach ministries on our website at addisonfwbchurch.org. Thank you for listening.